0: This episode of the Edify Studios podcast is brought to you by Panda Windows and Doors.
1: Well, the XO has some of the largest panels that you can have. It's you can do up to 128 square foot per panel. It's got the thinnest profile. It's designed to be recessed into the ceiling, recessed into the walls, and
0: recessed into the floors. In addition, the sight line is only 15 16ths of an inch. So
1: that makes it so exciting because it opens up the views that everybody is searching for right now. Welcome to the Edify Studios podcast,
0: discussing the shift of architectural concepts into actual solutions, disrupting the current status quo, and having a blast the whole time. Here are your hosts, Brad Blouser and Brad Walker.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Edify Studios podcast, episode number one. <laughs> how, what, how wonderful does that sound, huh? Dude, I don't know.
0: I'm sure it's great <laughs> though, right? It's got to be incredible if we did it. It's got to be incredible. Right. I think that's a rule.
1: It's a law, right? <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, man. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us for the intro episode. We uh, had a good time. We learned a lot. Man, I've been uh, just—it's been nuts, right? Reeling on that stuff lately, man. It's been really fun. It's actually. been
0: so uh, overwhelmingly uh, powerful and positive. Yeah. I mean, couple of couple of ribs here and there, which yeah, we were, of course, we're right? due and earned. I think it was Um, done by me,
1: too. I actually did my own ribs, right?
0: (laughs) Well, we we know our own faults, right? Hyper aware. Absolutely. Uh, But it's been just overwhelming just to be out there, to have it out there, and just to get the response back uh, of of what it's been. It's
1: been very powerful,
0: actually. Very powerful.
1: You know, and we like to thank you guys so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for uh, sharing it with your colleagues, you know, like across the desk or across the cubicle or Um, If you're in the car, just say, hey, we got to listen to this episode. So wherever you guys are, if you're at your desk, if you're out in the job site, if you are um, joining us while you're sitting on one of the freeways, highways somewhere, welcome. Welcome back to the Edify Studios podcast. We really, really appreciate you guys joining us today. We figure we uh, have some pretty good content of where we're going to be going and driving today. Speaking
0: of content, real quickly, social medias, uh, don't forget to check us out uh, at Edify underscore studios. On Instagram and at Edify underscore B Dub on Instagram. <laughs> check us out, follow us. Check those things out. We got a lot of stuff rolling through that as well.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of content that's just gonna be isolated out of uh, some of the, uh, I mean, meetings that we get in and out of every day. Oh, we'll yeah. make sure we'll just put some, put some of those lessons learned back into it. Quotes. Um, uh, we really have a lot of motivational stuff that we like to. I don't know just keep us our fuel every single day sure. man. I mean Lots so, of sexy
0: project shots. Absolutely. Uh you know sexy to us somebody's going to go Oh, <laughs> just looks like
1: steel. It's not even a thing yet. No oh, man. It's beautiful. You know one of the uh things we would definitely want to start out with and just kind of just give a little bit of how's your week or how's it going sure. so uh I'll ask you Mr. B. Oh, well, what great do you think week? Yeah, how's your week? Phenomenal week.
0: Uh you know the temperature kind of chilled out a little bit but it's still be- it's still just been kind of perfect.
1: You know, Punk's Tony Field was right. This is yeah. a short is a short spring or a short winter, man. Yeah. It is awesome.
0: It's been it's been really really uh pleasurable. Yeah. Um kids are out in flag football. That's right. So, That's right. They uh, just barely started. It just barely started. It's it's been a blast. Uh had some great games. Uh just just ton, tons of fun. Like just the, 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 they've been playing now for a couple of years in the flag uh, scene as it were, I guess. Uh, and so they've played with the same kids now for, for quite a while. Right. And, right. And my kids also do tackle football, which we'll talk about later, uh, as we get into that as a season's roll, but, uh, they, they love to do spring flag and it just yeah. partially th- because they just love being out there and they love football. But the other side is they just love uh, that group of kids that they've kind of come up with.
1: It's interesting, the community that surrounds each one of those community sports. So softball oh, yeah. baseball season just started for us. And it's the same thing, man. Just get to see those parents again. and get to see the group of kids again. You get to reconnect and see how their holidays were or whatever it was or the hibernation period. Has yeah. the, <laughs> <has> the, <laughs> it's great, though, because it's,
0: it's just another another circuit of, of, of great parents that we get to kind of hang out with and great kiddos that our kids get to spend some time with. So that's been great. Uh, and then I've just been consuming uh, season three of <laughs> Santa Clarita Diet.
1: Uh, you know, I haven't been able to get into that show, what? man. I seriously haven't. no. Well, I know Netflix Body. is our thing, right? We'll talk about Netflix shows back Ugh. and forth, but I've tried it. Maybe I gotta, maybe I gotta dive back in again. I don't know. It it's is just one it of those things. I just obviously done it's it not to. for everybody.
0: Sure, there's things that are just absolutely magical about it. It, it is. It is. There's some gore. Uh, you know, Trisha, my right. wife, not uh, not a fan of it either. It's um, just got a little too gory and, and cheeky or cheesy for her, I guess. But there's just something. It's shot with this very vibrant, bright light.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. So it's
0: it's it's almost it like nice. it's 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 polar opposite of what it is, which is a very 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 dark comedy. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the character uh, uh, that Tim- Timothy Oliphant plays, Oliphant, Oliphant. I love that guy though. I seriously he's like. Incredible.
1: Oh. Those those two characters on that. Oh man. But he loved him.
0: Is the he 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 owns that show. He does. I I do, I defy anybody out there <laughs> to tell me that he's not he's, the guy.
1: He's, he's got like the. I don't know, man. He's just, there's no, I don't, I haven't but this, seen a lot of actors like him. He's no, great. He's man.
0: very versatile, but he's, he's just incredibly talented. But the way that he turns this into, um, this weird satirical comedy with the super dark tones, it's, just, he pulls it off
1: magically. You know, he reminds me of think I'm going to think about it. He reminds me of like a Robert Redford, someone that sure, just commands that. that like attention on screen, but so cool, calm, collected that like you are listening to exactly the words that he's going to say. Yes anyways yeah no I, so I agree dive into that. so that's
0: that's 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 been my my bag of tricks what about you
1: you know like I said spring sports is on us so softball baseball are right in the thick of stuff um, we're uh, diving into games so it's like four or five times a week at the softball baseball park between my daughter and my son just going back and forth and uh, no it's fun we have the softball crew of the parents and we get to see the coaches the umpires who we like at the beginning of the game dislike <laughs> during the game and then like after the game right right and actually sometimes I'm one of those umpires so I get it you have to oh. kind of step into those really? roles oh yeah yeah i've not to cut you off but i already did for that. i already did yeah you did
0: <laughs> one of our one of our groups of friends there. the one dad is the coach of the team and one dad's right. an umpire okay and i've always <laughs> wondered how that dynamic works like it's 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 a love it's hate right. relationship There's but it seems like it's much more civil than in some other sports
1: some of the time well in in volunteer leagues like like these are i think uh, it's so funny you get the parent um, mm like little signs on the fence is like, you're not the Mariners. This is a volunteer sport. If you actually have something to say, you know, be a volunteer first before you actually say it. So anyways, it's fun. This is our seventh year doing it. And, uh, just, it's good. Good to be back in the spring sports for sure. And then number two, man, you know, so I'm actually, uh, I'm testing out a Ethiopian coffee that I've actually, (laughs) So, you know, okay, so I roast my own coffee on the weekends. Right. right. No, I I make fun because I'm not a coffee drinker, but yeah, he's, he's you the don't guy, roast
0: coffee. Listen, you you obsess. Uh,
1: come on. Well, listen, this guy actually lives in the Pacific Northwest, okay? And Seattle is known for his coffee. That's is. That's what it is, right? When I
0: first moved here, uh, our landlord said, look, welcome to Seattle. You got to like two things, coffee and teriyaki. And I said, can I like one? Can I like one? I was like, we'll find out. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so I, I've I've only liked one of those two things. No, but I've the gone, whole span.
1: I've gone through like the migration of like I like that coffee shop. Dry. I like this, this type of Starbucks coffee, and then just through the evolution of the Seattle experience, I started roasting my own coffee a couple years ago. Actually, it's been about a year and a half. And uh, this past weekend, you, you get really nerdy about it. You get into like, now, okay, what farm is it from? Okay, is it actually in season or is it actually just on special? So they got rid of it. But then now. It's like now it's kind of turned a different corner for me. So it sounds like the different okay if I'm I'm roasting a half a pound now versus a pound. It's a different temperature along the way. So you have a different temperature cycle inside of it. Anyway, I could go on about coffee. That, but that's,
0: that's 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 crazy. I mean, that's great. It's no, great it is, because it's, fun. It's, it's, it's a lot it's, of fun. It's a, it's a, it's a fun hobby it sounds like and and it's a hobby that you can share with probably a lot of people. Ge-
1: the general public, just not my business partner.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs>
1: and that's okay cuz more for you. So if you guys want More to talk fever. about coffee, um, be sure to like and share this video with the, your next coffee lover, and uh, you know maybe put in the comments below what uh, what coffee is one of your favorites. It's not and it can't be just a medium roast or a dark roast, okay? Folgers, come on, no, like get us, give me a little bit of something, <laughs> right? Give me is it a French press? How do you like it brewed? Yeah. Or you know like something like that, right? But no. anyway, so that's Senka. The that w-
0: Senka still a thing?
1: <laughs> not really. Is <Isn't>
0: that from <laughs> Mad Men or something? Yeah,
1: Mad. Anyway, so enjoying a little uh, Ethiopian brew uh, today, man. So anyways, good day. Let's dive into it, my man. Let's do it. Absolutely.
0: So big topic. We're going to sort of chunk into a a couple digestible episodes. But uh, looking at 50,000 feet, we're talking about Design Assist, right?
1: Yeah, Design Assist, man. What a huge um, topic to actually really kind of just take on as the elephant in the room that actually everybody, I think you have to have special glasses to see the elephant, by the way. Yeah. Um, um, and it's but not sense it, but you not can sense, sense it. it. Yeah, you can sense it. You no, know, it's it's an interesting topic to kind of go into and to kind of refer back to our website. And one of the one of the core tenants that we actually per that we believe in Edify Studios is is um is. Well, there's three, actually. It's preparation, collaboration and consistency of process. And we we believe that those three tenants, when they are present within a project and when they are present within a with in your overall success story is, is that 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 is a filter that we can actually bring to you guys as we use these topics. So as we talk about Design Assist today, we're going to dive into the preparation aspect for it. And and underneath preparation, inside our website, you'll see that it goes through with, um, four things. It goes through process, people, product, and project scope. Right. And not to kind of, I mean, even those inside Design Assist are fairly large bytes. Anybody that knows knows that those are huge yeah.
0: pieces of, of that
1: but i think it's the point is is to to prepare yourself for design assist and actually yeah. to understand that topic and to, and to actually dive in within it the one thing that well that you you can you've gravitated towards is more of the people side for sure know?
0: for sure and i think uh, you know stepping a, a half a step back yeah yeah uh, i'm going to assume that most anybody who's still listening to this understands what the design assist process is absolutely uh so anybody that is still listening and doesn't know what the design assist process is that's the early part of the construction process where a few of the trades will, will get early involvement because their um scope or their uh, piece of the of the work is a little bit more customized or a little bit more um, isolated to be design heavy correct so this is the early part before um Really before even systems are selected in some instances, or before uh, the overall scope is, is defined. This is the this is trying to take that rendering and figure out how do we make it constructable and so forth.
1: Well, and there's been there's been so much discussion about what design assist actually is and what it what it can be um, uh, for every single project. Um, so very early involvement pre-construction free construction topics. Free okay. construction. So I think those those things actually start to arise. Like what is design assist? Is Oh, it's pre-construction. What is, free, what is pre-construction? Oh, it's free construction. Right. Um, but no, there's actually a lot it's of value. fun play on words thing. that actually is a true reality of the industry. It's true, yeah. And so design assist involves making sure that you're actually bringing the value that would traditionally be found in like an RFI or a change order or a CCD or an ASI. Those areas of where design is actually evolving inside the project that you are only going to discover as you go down that road is actually taking that value and actually bringing it early on into the design process. Right. And finding out like how those systems from an envelope standpoint are going to integrate, you know, and but it's also be willing to kind of raise your hand and be willing to actually take that risk up front. For sure. For sure. Are you,
0: are you willing to jump in and and be part of that circle? And do you have the resources and and capabilities to do this? And do you have the just wherewithal and the knowledge? And and it's, it's not, it's not a, a one size fits all for glazing subcontractors. Correct. Um, there are various forms of the design assist process. We're talking about a little bit larger scope or a little bit larger in this particular episode, but, um, it's not even something that every glazing subcontractor or contractor uh, or architect want to do,
1: right? And I think it's it's very it's a narrow focus inside the market, but I think it's becoming such a widespread topic of yeah. like let's just do a design assist on it. Let's and and it might not fit the project for it, but it really might not. And uh, and yeah. and it's a place where I think that the conversation of what is design assist and the process and people that are involved. Like, how do you prepare for that or like what are some prepare preparations that you can do to understand for design assist or understand what design assist is and I think the two topics that I don't know I'm, I'm more on the process side of things BW you've gravitated more towards the people side of things and I think it's important yeah. to talk about both
0: no I think I think you're absolutely right so I'll jump in terms of people I think that there are are, are multiple, formats of, of when people are part of the process and what those people are. Yeah. So in, in terms of the, the global scope, traditionally at the very, very top, um, you're going to you're going to have representation from the uh, developer or the owner. Yeah. <laughs> from the architect. Absolutely. From the general contractor uh, and from the subcontractor. And and that's the that's the that's the typical uh, makeup of the early first 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 meetings. Correct. Uh, once this uh, pre-construction or uh, design assist award has, has happened, that's typically the the room is is filled with those humans. Um, well, I, it, I call it, those guys first rounders. Okay.
1: Well, it's interesting because I think as the as design assist has become more popular in larger <laughs> buyout packages, and I say lar- larger buyout packages in construction have traditionally been your mechanical. Um, Your plumbing, or sorry, MEP, right? Right. So your mechanical, electrical, electrical, plumbing, structural, right? So those four have been kind of like that because they are major risks for any owner, developer, and also general contractor. You you got to secure it,
0: and and it is the early that is traditionally more the early work.
1: So one of the biggest influences is that those those packages get bought out or kind of you know, involved in this. this, There's been this mystery of building envelope, Uh. right? There's this mystery of a of building envelope that's come up, but it's also now to a point where this is now being recognized as one of the largest influencers of all of the other scopes that are bought out early. For sure. How and is it affecting structure? How is it affecting mechanical? How is it affecting the overall execution of those major scopes early? And so now it's discovering that Design Assist has been being now involved inside the building envelope packages.
0: Right. And so traditionally, like you said, they'll buy out the MEP first. Correct, and they'll just have that set up, and I'm sure that's cool because those are large scopes in terms of, of what needs to happen. But I don't think it's right, and I, and the reason I, I don't think it's right is because those are, are most primarily things that are literally off the shelf solutions. Yeah, these are things they can call their distributor or they've got in their facilities or, um, you know, it's going to be something that is mostly off the shelf scenario. Okay, um, when you're talking about the exterior envelope specifically in. Uh, A lot of the markets that have a tremendous amount of growth right now, they're not cookie-cutter envelopes. And they're really, even if you say cookie-cutter envelope, there's no more buildings being constructed right now that aren't customized.
1: Interesting. How do you mean? So
0: what I mean by that is that no matter what, there's always going to be a shape or a thermal break or a fin attachment or something, they don't want to see this little clip or they don't want to see that little fin. Um, so there's there's always going to be a customization of the system. There's always going to be a new die component. There's always going to be something that's customized. So the general chassis, right? the general frame concept is going to be pretty much the same, but how it goes together, what it's made of, what it's holding is all going to be a custom piece for Hmm. almost every job that's being done out there.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So it it gets it gets heavily involved so they get so when they get to the design assist process they they need to bring the glazing subcontractor in or whatever trade it happens to be.
1: Well, the envelope package specifically envelope. is, you know, I and I want to kind of dive into that is is like it's always been this like, well, let's, let's cut it between five different subs or 17 different subs. You know, it's a metal guy, it's a waterproofing guy, you have um, glazing subcontractors, curtain wall guys, if it's all glass portion. Like a lot of these traditionally have been seen as it, but all of these packages that are inside building envelope tend to have major effects on that MB, MEP oh, yeah. side. For so sure. now it's becoming this tradition of like, who is that glazing subcontractor or envelope contractor that actually can take down the majority of the envelope? Yeah like with with glowing with growing window to wall ratios going from 30% to 40% to now 60 and 70% window to wall ratios we're seeing that the majority of the glass that's on building is driving the entire performance so as a result who are those specialty contractors and who are those specialty manufacturing engineer companies that are actually becoming and actually staking claim to that, note, we're signed up for this. We'll take the risk. We got the, Eno. we have those type of values that we're going to bring to it. Right. This is, this is kind of like final frontier or the front front area of what's being developed in design assist.
0: Absolutely. No, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. So that brings us back to the people yes. that are there. And so the, the people that are present at the, at the initial stages, uh, are the first rounders. Correct. So traditionally, every one of those representations or representatives is going to be a very high level. So they're going to be principal architects or principals or uh, VPs, presidents of the uh, general contractor.
1: Yes. They're (laughs) going to be the
0: absolute high entities of the owner's reps and they're there to, they're there to kick things off. Um, But they're not the people that are going to be throughout the process as much. They're very, important. They're very uh, integrated in. uh, And a lot of times uh, after this meeting, they've got another one of these down the hall because a lot of these uh, principals and uh, higher executives, they're circling five or six of these at a time in various stages. Correct. So they don't have the, the capacity and it's not in their, in their spectrum to, to be the boots on the ground. So they'll, they'll kick it off. They'll get everything started so that they understand where they're, where they're headed. Uh, right. A lot, of, a lot of times, they've driven the uh, the aesthetics or the intent um, of the design, and then they'll bring in the second rounders, and the second rounders <laughs> are traditionally uh, the, yeah, the, who or, who
1: are the second rounders?
0: <coughs> Excuse me,
1: I'll tell you. Yeah, fine. I'll tell you. Uh,
0: the second rounders are traditionally um, going to be from the the from the subcontractor. It's going to be their pre construction. Okay. Person. A lot of times it's the it's f- tail end of the sales guy, uh, if you want to call it that, but it's the pre construction guy who's getting things started um, from looking at it from the level that they bid it and, and won it. Okay. Uh, then you're going to have uh, more of a project architect. Uh, so, a, a, like a mid to high level architect who's going to oversee the entire project.
1: Got
0: it. Uh, not necessarily honed in on the exterior but there's a big piece of the exterior that's in their that's in their spectrum in their wheelhouse. Um, you're going to have the project uh, executives, maybe a project a higher level project manager from the general contractor and you may still have peppered in a representative from the uh, the owner or the developer.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So as you mentioned the I mentioned the different parties kind of get deeper into the process of you get first rounders, second rounders. I think it's important to highlight the the not only the hierarchy but the process that these guys go through to make sure that information is consistently taking down right. the chain and right. and it's making sure it's also validated across the line. Yeah. Right? Because it's um backfeeding into the system. You don't want to get all the way down to okay, now we're actually going to start, you know, moving dirt, we're going to get into it right. and we're too we're too far to actually make those decisions. Like yeah. th- that should have been way earlier on that's validated. So, talk about what's those major first rounders to second rounders, I think there's an overlap. It's not just a straight on linear path. I'm going to pass the baton to you. Like it's not that.
0: It's not that. It so, it, it maybe wants to be that, and then maybe it should be that. Well, for I think all I traditionally
1: know, but, in construction, where you would think like it's oh, I'm going to give you schematic design drawings, and I'm going to give you dev- design <laughs> development. Sure. Then I'll give you a CD set, and yeah. after the CD set's done, we'll then bid the project. Are you in the spec? Okay, if you're not in the spec, then you don't get it. Right. right. So that's a traditional linear path design process. As we're looking in Design Assist, I think this in a, the integration package that we're looking at. We're ta- you, you mentioned rounders and the shape of the shape is completely opposite. Great, great movie,
0: okay. by the way. Go ahead,
1: <laughs> Edward Norton puts oh. amazing stuff on the rounders. Yes. Um, no, but the linear path that you actually that is descri- described in kind of that traditional construction yeah. process versus now you're using the shape of like okay, these are actually like cogs to the wheel of how these are these are integrating in so you have the first rounders coming into that second right. rounders but these guys don't the the first rounders still have to stay engaged in the oh, overall sure. in order to keep the machine running they're right?
0: still ultimately responsible for the the project in its
1: entire yeah it's not a domino path anymore now we're actually looking about the these layers it's it's a layer path of yeah. very very integrative yeah so the process and is different
0: exactly and even that even those second rounders are only there for a certain span and then you bring in the third rounders, yeah. yeah. And the third rounders are, are more of the um, boots on the ground, actual work uh, for the um, parts and pieces of of getting the design uh, laid out, getting the design on the table, getting um, the drawings to, to to go the direction that they're trying to go. Right. And they're more. You're starting to now pepper in uh, the project team from the. Uh, subcontractor and you're starting to now you're down into the the project engineers typically because it's becoming more of a paperwork taking notes uh making sure that that everybody's communicating that's on on the on the project management level interesting so the the way i tend to look at it is in (laughs) the way to think about it is uh elevations okay sections details
1: okay in you overall like a plan, those are my a plan yeah, set. Okay. Yeah.
0: So if you think about in in a, in a plan set. Yeah, yeah. The first rounders are are looking at the elevations.
1: Or, yeah, like so, renderings. You know what I mean. Renderings
0: like, or elevations, yeah. and then your second rounders are, are are touching in on the section cuts. Okay. This is how our soffit's going to come in, and we're going to have something here. So that this steps is going to be back a connection. Here,
1: you're kind of shaping that. You can see right? that
0: it's moving a little bit, and we're going to have a fin that comes off a little bit, and then the third rounders are the are the real workhorses they're the Clydesdales of the of the bunch yes uh, because they're the they're the actual detail pages at the very end that have 47 details on on a single page sometimes
1: well and i think it's important from a process standpoint is is that these guys that come in and and go back and forth is is that you have man you have that developer an architect relationship and developer and contractor relationship yeah. that's balancing design and budget. And majoritively speaking, there'll be some allowances that are that are left at, left in there in a linear path format of saying it generally costs this much with cost estimating software or those things are there. Right. But now you're you're actually integrating that cost function and the design function at the same time. Yeah. So tell me about how that is iron sharpening iron, right? Yeah. right. At that point, right? It, it, a, it absolutely in is. Con, in construction, where we look at budget is, is like, well, it's degrading the design, and we're looking at design as degrading the budget, right? Uh-huh. The, you have this, this this opposing forces of tug-of-war. It's
0: absolute give-and-take, or take-and-take take sometimes. And take it's, and take it's wanting sometimes. to be a give-and-take.
1: <laughs> but these, but <clears throat> talk about the relationship that the subcontractor is now bringing to the design process. Right. And the, and the manufacturing engineer, or the engineer that's actually working with the subcontractor, bringing those details as the same time as the budget's being established yes and t- and because I think there's some hesitancy on like well what should we say or should we say everything or how does that work or how do how do we get these guys secure right yeah, how do we actually give them the understanding that you know what your value is not after CDs it's now we exactly. need we need, to, we need to bring your value of, of details and budget right now of why this is so important.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that it is man. When you said iron, <laughs> iron sharpens iron, yeah. just it, it just it caught me there for sure because that's what it, it, it tends to feel like in the middle of that process. Sure, there's some grinding um, on it. And so I think that what what needs to happen or what should happen, you know, if I had this sprinkle some fairy dust into the world of, of pre-construction, as it were, um, the hardest part from the glazing subcontractor side, yeah, yeah. is. Well, first of all, you're, you're never going to go into a meeting and not upset somebody
1: because, oh, I love that. because
0: a lot of times you're just, you're, you're going to go in and, and, and you're going to either, they're going to say we're over budget. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, do you need all the floors? It's <laughs> 27 you? stories. Do you need, can we go 26? That'll shave some numbers <laughs> down. Um, but you know, you have to really dig into the design aesthetic potentially sometimes. Yeah. And that's like a, do we need these fins? Do I, do we have to capture it here? Is it, is that. Decorative element that you're looking to, to get there, uh, really worth the value, and and so you're tr- you have to tread very lightly. Interesting. But the hardest part is getting decision made. So time, okay, time is a is a massive piece of this that we'll get into later on. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes the people that are in the meeting, because we're talking about people, the people that are in the meeting don't have the decision abilities, or the actual ability to make the decision. So time continues to go. And so the clock continues to chime on. Interesting. So as long as decisions aren't being made, that bucket of money is still continuing to pour
1: out. So, Reg- regardless. Regardless. Okay. And, and
0: that's not just from the architect. The architect um, has certain decisions that they need to make. That's also from the general contractor in terms of decisions they need to make in how it's going to install or how it's going you know, to it's, get to site, or how it's going to be hoisted, and
1: so the question that I'm looking at is: is how do we, in, how do you enable decisions earlier on in the design process to actually confirm that, and to bring that trust factor back and to say, okay, let's make the decision here for budget, so it'll allow for it to become more efficient. Well, yeah. So I, I mean, think that's I'm, I'm I'm not. These are unicorn questions, but no, they the way. are. They absolutely yeah. are.
0: But the, there, there's a low. There's a. I feel like there's a piece of low hanging fruit. Yeah, let's, let's that take we can some. pick out of the question that you just absolutely. asked. And that's start the process when it needs to start. And that's, in some jobs, they start at the exact right time. And on some jobs, um, they don't get to the point where they need to bring the, 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 the subs in. Correct. And, that, and not just the glazing sub. Maybe it's the metal panel uh, stud, or maybe it's the whatever. Yeah. Bringing them in at the right time is a consistent wound to projects globally. Because they can't make a decision. And sometimes they're, the, the the general contractor, is um, they're cuffed to a, a certain amount of money or they're cuffed okay. to, I can't make that decision because the owner hasn't approved for us as a contractor to make that decision.
1: But, okay, so bringing those guys in is, is that now we're talking about the developer, our principal architect or project architect, um, uh, so the general contractor, kind of project executive, project manager, that's their subcontractor lead, that's in the pre-construction right. world. Now, it's actually bringing those guys into an empathetic role of like what other scopes are affected yeah. that aren't necessarily are that that are not the contractor they're not the contract of the sub that's in the room, right. but how are they how are the decisions that are going to be made? Like, there's this level of empathy that has to actually like kind of expand from that space, and I don't know it's a weird word <laughs> as far as yeah. what construction is is you have to be empathetic about your adjacent scopes because the majority of contracting is is kind of It's kind of combative, but I think it's it's a place where design assist actually invokes the empathy of where to bring them in, and I think it's up to those team members to actually say, "Nope, it's time." Right. It's absolutely time for you to bring this guy in.
0: This is go time, and 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 that is one thing you don't typically see in in a preliminary schedule. Correct. And again, that's time. We'll talk about time later, but to get that decision made. Yeah. that is critical. It no, really really is critical. It is. And the most successful projects that I've seen and that I've been part of, um, they don't even bring the people in at the right time and stop there. No, they don't. They bring the right people in, and then they continue to bring the right people in. Uh, and what I mean by that is they continue to expand the collaborative side of it. So when you have a curtain wall subcontractor, he doesn't just come out and do this one piece and not you know, interact with other trades. Okay. Um, there's a lot of times maybe he's got louvers within a system, and they have to figure out how is that going to work with the mechanical system. Right. And and if they're going to have a special plenum box that needs to be designed and developed, and how does it attach, and when does it attach? Correct. Because they don't have room to attach it once they're actually in the building. So is it something where they got to, they have to coordinate ahead of time to have the subcontractor install this? plenum box supplied by the mechanical contractor right. off <laughs> like that is just one little rabbit hole we can dive down but they're interacting you know with the metal panel uh with the roof with the correct. soffits correct uh there are parts and pieces all over the building that they are going to connect with and so having that collaborative moment getting those people in the same room
1: uh-huh.
0: uh you know getting specifically with embeds Getting embedment figured oh, out—that's Well, huge. I mean, Im, Im, that never happens at the right time. No, it doesn't. Embedment <laughs> needs to happen so, so, so early. Um, but that's that's an involvement of many trades because the the subcontractor is supplying the embedment. But it's a lot of times it's either going into concrete or attaching to steel. There's there's welders, there's well, concrete this, guys, there's structural.
1: You know, we're, and we're talking a lot about the collaboration of of the subcontractors, making sure that you're bringing them at the right time to bring that value forward. And I and I and I want to make sure that we're not forgetting the architect at the end of the day. That's actually being oh, being the principal guy. One uh, of the hardest jobs, right, ever, of trying to to not let go of the design, but also making sure that it doesn't get too unruly. Of like, oh well, he's just now going to manage the scope. How how are we reining those things in, or actually allowing that trust to kind of be communicated? So communication is what comes to my mind. Absolutely. Is how how are these. How these bid packages, um, uh, the process that that architect would go through to make sure that that bid package is being done? What would be some some suggestions you could give the architect to be like, hey, how how what are some of the good best practices you've seen inside to communicate those bid packages to invoke that empathy and and communication?
0: Well, I think that. It, it's all going to be relative and, and dependent on where the drawings are okay uh, because I've seen bid packages where there are no detailed drawings there are no sections there are maybe floor plans and a yep. couple of renderings and an exterior right. elevation so there's a whole bunch of guesswork that has to go into that level of it but I think that the the biggest thing is understanding from a general contractor side and so the architect you know needs to communicate with the general contractor and right. vice versa to understand, where they're thinking those scopes are going to lie. Are they going to look at uh, all of this to be within the the glazing subcontractor and we're going to put all that panel into the curtain wall system? Right. Is it going to be multiple trades, two, three, four, five? And then where's that line of demarcation? Where are we going to stop this and start that? Interesting. So I think that a piece of it is just the the communicative moments early to understand what the scopes are to involve the right trades and then get, get them... Get yeah. somebody looking at the drawings to say, hey, watch. This is where all of your money is going to be or watch these lines here because you're going to double up or triple up on your scope because three guys are going to potentially grab this so what scope I'm, here.
1: What I'm hearing is, is that uh, we're kind of it's interesting of how earlier on and earlier on the process needs to include those. Those subcontractors and manufacturers yeah. input on, upon the design. So as even as bid packages are being developed between GC and architect, right. and those and it's prior to award or it's prior to even a budgeting period. Period. I I would urge the architect to not be afraid to reach out to the subcontractor, not be afraid no. for the architect and the general contractor to actually suggest that let's get some eyes on this package or sure. this early thing or some advice. You know, even if it's for like a couple of hours or like, hey, let's send you for let's have you on like a on a 30 minute go to meeting uh, or a Zoom yeah. Zoom meeting that we can actually kind of review this together. But I would say to create that empathy as early on as proce- early on in the design as pr- as process as possible. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. sorry if I tripped no. over that. But <laughs> no, no, that was the, I think that was
0: that was great. And, and the real the real end of that is getting getting involvement ahead of putting it out to market, right? Right. Like there's so many intricate pieces of the scope that could be picked up by two or three different people. When they start to talk about parapets and back of parapet caps and copings, when they start to talk about fire safing and slab edge, uh, smoke seals, when they start talking about insulation, whether it's continuous insulation, I mean, it's in the Seattle market, there's a, a lot more insulation that's needed. Correct. Uh, both inside the, the system and then outboard of the system, that's continuous. Mm-hmm. Um, who's doing that? Is that is that a are you curtain wall guy only going to the edge of your system and not providing the continuous? Am I looking at? Uh, uh, the insulation or drywall guy that's going to come and do the slab edge and fire safety and the, the, the
1: constant communication yeah. is early involvement with them, and it's and it's a not it's not being afraid to do it and not being afraid to to ask for that advice early. Well,
0: it's a huge task from the general contractor. The well, general contractor has to put these bid packages together and put them out, and they need to do it. You know what seems like you know with limited resources totally. a lot of the time, but mo- most importantly, it's just it's a single guy or a guy and a half that have to put this entire bid package out to everybody. And so they're trying to, they're trying to make sure that they know it, but they can't, they can't know all the scopes of the entire building. If you think of an entire 40 story tower or even a 10 story tower, correct. They're the same at that point. They are
1: the same at that point.
0: (laughs) How many different parts and pieces there are and different subcontractors and different levels of things that you need to understand and know, um, there are things that would be very very simple to drywallers or to carpet guys or to you know oh, a- anything absolutely. on the inside uh, interior wise and and uh, they could say the most basic thing and I would not have a clue what they're talking about uh, because I focused more on that exterior facade right um, it's just it's impossible to to know to you no. can't be you can't be all of those things so you need to engage in some way with with an with an, an, an outside. Piece.
1: no I don't disagree it's it's a it's a place for me where I, I I want to I want to make sure we're communicating the topics of of design assist as early involvement but now the opposite token of what we've said hey architect reach out to those guys now going back the opposite way what if that architect does reach out to you subcontractor and it's a project that that may, you have no no idea about, or it, it it isn't in a in a bid list, or it isn't in an opportunity lead thing, because it is in that early involvement stage, right? When when an architect reaches out to that subcontractor, or that manufacturer, or that that manufacturer's rep within the area, like like what what how does that how's that received? I mean, I think there's the the level of actually trust and the level of that it's like okay, I'm calling to actually ask for advice. Right. Like I think there's the level of honesty that has to be there. It's calling to be like, "Hey, I'm I'm interested in involving you in a project that that maybe isn't maybe isn't absolutely secure right now for you, but it is a place where I need some help for this because these projects are becoming more and more rampant within our industry." Yeah. So oh, so as people making sure that we're not only just reading for past projects or what we did on this last one, it's actually Seeking the advice of your, the local representation, also the local, even the manufacturers that that have those resources inside that actually can review it and within 15 minutes can give you some really good direction. Absolutely. So, you, so you, as you're changing that percentage of, of perspective now, it's not going to end up in this really awkward spot as you go down the right. path. So from a process and people standpoint, early involvement, making sure that you're you, when you get that call from the architect, and when you get that call from the principal, or when you get that call from, from that uh, developer, and saying those those first rounders, like that's the call. Yeah. Like that's the call. They're not wasting your time. No. They're wasting. They're. they no. So they're not wasting your time. Yeah. They're not wasting your time, and they're actually providing you an opportunity to be involved early. And I promise, if you actually answer that phone call.
0: Yeah. And, and there, and, and you're going to get it.
1: No, absolutely. And then
0: keep making, I think that there's a, there's a weird mask over the concept of reaching out to a subcontractor or something, uh, even a manufacturer and sometimes early because I think they feel like that person is going to feel entitled Okay. to, Oh, well I, they reached out to me. So I'm on the job. We're obviously going to do, and it's not actually a real thing that people think out there. No, it's not. Um, but I think asking the questions relevant to the project of the community that's going to be involved in it, whether right. it's the manufacturer or the installer or however it works. And sometimes that's the same person, right. depending on what the scope is. Um, it's so huge because sometimes you get the easiest answers back, which is that's not a thing that you can do. Correct. Or, you no. Know, That'll never be a thing that you can do because of these reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that'll stop a a design from spinning around for too long because they didn't ask the easy question first. And or sometimes maybe the person didn't give them the 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 best answer. Um, But the feedback that they need at that time is, is is it a thing? How does it work? Can we make that? Can we modify it? Can we make it meet this condition or can we have it shift to this condition? And that's a big
1: piece. No, it's interesting. There's a, you have to make sure that you aren't attached. Yeah. Right. I think you're, the the attachment comes to actually raising the level, um, raising the bar for the industry in general that you actually have to give, right? You actually have to give that. You say, all right, he's calling me, but guess what? There isn't an attachment. I have this project. There's attachment that I actually am raising the level of responsibility. Right. And actually, giving those honest answers—not to pigeonhole that architect or general contractor and force them into the island of one. Remember that. Remember (laughs) how you—you're going to force them into only choosing that one thing we talked about in the intro episode. It's—it's actually being open-minded to be like, guess what? This is the best practice, right? Because you are the professional of your industry, yeah. Right. So own that profession in the fact of like, this is the best practice, or you know what? I saw it be done on one project over here. You know what? I'm going to give you that guy's name. Why don't you actually reach out to him? To, and, and we make sure you actually get that value. yeah something of that nature I think is goes so long like For so sure. far in this this place where I I think that's the stuff that that creates those gray areas. It does. that are very very, very tough to believe.
0: It doesn't. And everything that we've spoken about so far in this episode is, is really comes back to getting the right people involved at the right time.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And making sure that it is the right people and not every project ends up with the right people on it somewhere along the way. And so sure. you just have to kind of, uh, get through those moments as much as you can. Yeah. But the, the real deal is to start hashing details out as early as possible, um, to understand where that project's going to go, to understand that a unitized curtain wall system on project, whatever X, Z, Y is actually going to save money over a stick built or a something else right. because of this and vice versa. Understanding that you thought it would be a better uh, as unitized. Yeah. But it's really not. No. Um, uh, And understanding that there's, there's varying levels of that. But you know, when you think of the people, get the people involved that understand the constructability of how it's going to go.
1: Yeah. Because that's a huge deal. Oh, that that, that That means so much. Understanding that the constructability of those things can happen early on in the process and involving those people early, I think is the absolute takeaway in this. And, as we discover design assist moving forward into the other topics of understanding product understanding project scope yeah. understanding um, more of like the, the the defined process of some of those things that this people aspect is is that gray area that doesn't actually have those those written laws right, right. it doesn't no. have those those things that are well this is what it says in the first and this is what it says in the second and this is right. in the third like I, I, that's why I talk about being being empathetic or actually reaching out to that industry professional, reaching out to you. Make a great point about making sure the guy that actually understands the constructability of it it's can huge. bring it, bring that value early. So I don't know. I think that's it's a it's a huge um, aspect of of this this gray area of design assist. So I don't know. We want to bring it to light and making sure that that hopefully it brings a value to you guys at the end of the day. That's yeah. that's the overall deal.
0: For us, it's easy because we work with each rounder, right? Yeah, we do. For, yeah. for us, it's, it's, it's an easy part of this, but it's, it's the, it's the pieces that are in the middle that don't get either some first round action or some third round action or vice versa. Um, yeah. that's a tougher situation, but for us, it's a little, little easier of a, of a no. ship to sail.
1: No, for sure. So from a takeaway standpoint, you guys, we want to make sure that we, uh, we also love to kind of hear some of your comments about how you guys have been involved within design assist projects what type of people um, have helped you um, learn about yeah. Design Assist, um, and uh, just some of the tips and tricks in in relationship and networking building inside those inside those um, Design Assist walls. You know what I mean? It's a it's a place for me that I want to make sure that uh, we hear that feedback because I want to. I think that it's, it's such yeah. an evolving topic.
0: It is, and, and and obviously we we speak in generalities to a certain degree. There's every project is different, and everything's slightly different but I'd be curious to know yeah, yeah from my standpoint my vantage when I think of these as first rounders second rounders so on um, I'd be curious to know if if that's something everyone else sees as their projects progress interesting and if they see it in, in the same light um, or if they're seeing more of a no no globally it's more X or X so my um, ask to the uh, the humans that are drinking this in however right. they're drinking this in, <laughs> um is is you know in terms of my generalization of the rounders um but it's still a great
1: movie no it's a great movie. kgb yeah. oh
0: john malkovich are you kidding me right i the butt love that such a good movie such a great movie man people no it knew is. people would be such a big piece no, of this it is
1: and i think is so we definitely i as we as we dive into preparing for design assist people is this gray area that i think isn't isn't raise your hand, make sure you're involved within the process. It's not always guaranteed and it's a it's a place where you're actually raising the level and the bar of the industry. So participate in that conversation, participate in a place where you actually can add value to that overall industry and you know what? It's making sure you're giving without that expectation. And it's a place where you can actually believe that it's it's about it's about the people and it's about a, in, in creating these these spaces where we can actually, dude. Just the spaces and the kinds of projects oh. that we're working on. You know what I mean? Big I don't know. We could go into it forever. I think it's a it's a good spot to actually tie it off, wind down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And and bring it into a, a space where you know what lessons learned and yeah. and what we've been doing. It's I think um one of the one of the spots we want to want to do in the podcast moving yeah. forward is a top two. Edify top two. Yeah. Edify top two.
0: Edify top two for sure. Um,
1: why don't you jump into your
0: first and then and we'll just do a ping pong?
1: No, absolutely. So um, uh, the top two for me, I mean, this week is has been a quote I've been really just um, uh, kind of going round and round and, and making sure that we can continue to to bring value is, is, is it's really been a big fuel for me. So the quotes by Alan, um, uh, good grief, I don't even have his last name here, but whatever. <laughs> it's on the Instagram page at edify underscore studios. You guys can go see that. But it says, sometimes... The people that no one imagines anything of are the people that actually do what no one can be imagined. Alan Turing. Alan Turing. You know, what a great guy. So it, I don't know him personally, but. It, no. <laughs> no, I think it's it's interesting. Tragic story, actually. Oh, I, oh yeah. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> Inside that quote, I think there's a choice. And so the top two is the quote and then also the choice that comes after it is, is that you guys get to decide which person you get to be. Oh, are you guys going to be the person that's going to be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be imagining to do great things, yeah. or are you going to be the guy that's actually watching the people do imaginative things? So, bring yourself to that situation and you choose it. That's, that's interesting.
0: I'd be curious which one are you and which one do you want to be?
1: And are there are they are they different? I you know. I think I gotta, I gotta do some soul searching on that to see if I'm the one I want to be. You know, for me, it actually it comes into a couple of things. I, I my takeaway is is that. That choice is actually a living, breathing thing. That it's not necessarily if I'm making the choice that I'm dyed in the wool for it. You have to live by the moment. So you, my choice is to do imaginative things and to inspire others, and to be that person who is is inspiring that imaginative resource within you. So I'm always gonna I'm I'm gonna default to that. But there are some parts where I need to step behind and I need to watch those imaginative people inspire me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ebb and flow a little bit, but it's it's I don't know, maybe this sounds noncommittal, but it's 100 <laughs> <a, laughs> percent, it <100% does. laughs> well 98 percent,
0: but I think eh, it, maybe 100,
1: maybe 100. But I think it's a it's a place where you you get to choose, but it also I think quotes are there to open to open you up to a place where you can create that. Yeah. So there for you sure. go. So go for it, man. Boom. Top, top two on Edify.
0: It's it's super funny. I actually also have a quote. You do. I do. It's funny. Uh, so, I have been consuming uh, the show uh, Afterlife. It's a new Ricky Gervais show okay. on Netflix. Um, I, I think he's crushing it. Uh, it's, and actually, he got in a little bit of fire over this because really? he's used this line in other things he's done. Okay. So, they're all like, oh, you're reusing stuff. I don't care. It's good. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't remember from when he did it before, but whatever. All right, go ahead. It's actually part, partially an old Greek proverb. Uh, And it says, A society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit
1: in. Say it one more time. A
0: society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit in. Wow. That's huge. Legacy, man. It's a legacy thing. So I've had legacy on the mind big time lately. Yeah, you have. So I've been super grinding in, in how are we putting a legacy out there? What is legacy does it mean something to everybody else? And when I heard this on the show, I was just like bah, paused, like just sat there in a puddle of like curiosity of like what she had just said in this wow. in this movie. So that's pretty society rad. grows great. So basically the, the concept is if I go and plant this tree, knowing that it's going to benefit others, and I will never understand the benefit for myself that's a big moment but that is it starts out with a society grows great. So, I know that's very philosophical
1: no, for this but at the same it's time it's actually very applicable to what we just talked about. I
0: feel like it is. I felt like it just it sort of encompassed a lot of what we're talking about because that legacy moment is 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 very big because in the buildings that we're building now yeah aren't going to be what they are in 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, right? right. That's when they become these landmark moments and these I mean, other than that, it's just kind of keeping up with what's going on around it. Um, so anyway, that was my that was my top one.
1: That's awesome. So I'm going to go for two. Hit
0: pong. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. Go yeah. For so soon. my second one is I am a uh, huge whiskey lover. I love brown liquors, awesome. uh, specifically in the world of whiskey. And uh, there is a. Distillery out of Evanston, Illinois. I believe so. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Evanston. But I believe it's from okay. Evanston, Illinois, and it's called Few, F E W. And I've had their bourbon uh, many a time, and I've always enjoyed it. And I just recently, this week, had uh, a, an opportunity to try their rye. And I know that they've had it for a while, but their rye, for me, and I like a big, earthy, funky. Is it a wheat whiskey? No, it's a rye.
1: Okay. Well, sorry. Oh no. no. So, so the was, the biggest yeah, yeah. piece
0: of it. So, so they make it a whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a hybrid corn wheat right. blend, okay. but uh, they use the rye, um, wow. and it's just it's so. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, no. degrade the conversation there. Go is ahead. it wheat? No,
1: it's not. <laughs> it's rye.
0: Uh, so it is. It was so good. It just, really? Uh, it just was one of those standouts where uh, you, sometimes you you try them and you're like, that's good, or I like that. But that was just one where I hadn't had their rye before, and and not everybody does rye the right way yeah. that I like it. Interesting, um, and so that for me um, was a was a was a good one. That was a, that was, a that was a nice nice moment. <laughs>
1: well, cheers, cheers. cheers, cheers to you. What about your your? What's your number two? Well, number two for me, it was along the same lines, right? So we went and had dinner with, with uh, some clients this week. Yeah. Um, one of my traditions is I go back into um, restaurants. So I kind of have these habitual things you'll do. So we went to a nice steakhouse. Yeah. And I always get a Manhattan. <laughs> always get a Manhattan. It's true, right? So when you're going to a nice steakhouse, you'll you'll find a couple of drinks that'll be standard on the menu, but they'll individually, you know, actually sing to the restaurant or to that mixologist or right. to that chef to making sure that they're complementing the meals. And the one drink I'll get at that steakhouse is that Manhattan. So where you're at in the steakhouse, you know, I think it was the uh, Manhattan Eight uh, Twenty. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, it was the Eight Twenty Manhattan. That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Um, orange twist. I don't want to get super sweet. I'm more of the, more, more, of the kind of dial the sweetness back on it. But that, uh, that Manhattan was an absolute dream this week. So here's to you, the Met out in Seattle. You guys did a great job at that Manhattan. Keep it up. Um, uh, man, and look at
0: us. A couple of philosophical drinkers
1: <laughs> with our top two. That's hilarious. That's funny. I actually wrote it down. I didn't tell you this, but yeah, that's quotes the, and drinks, quotes and drinks at the end of the day. So, Hey, well, guys, if this has brought you value, we really appreciate you for listening. Um, Join us on iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify. Um, We'll put these uh, um, videos on YouTube and also natively on uh, both LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So please join us there. We'd love to hear your comments. Um, uh, Love to hear your questions that you have, future topics on the show. Um, We've actually got some really cool uh, guests that are booked for this summer. We do
0: have some big names yeah we're going to go into those i think we should start dropping some hints next episode let's do it uh we'll start dropping a little bit of teaser as to who some of those names are but they're going to be uh they're big hitters we've actually we've got some people <laughs> we that, asked and they said yes it, it right was, it was an ask it was so, like hey so no so that was it, that was good and, and so maybe we'll drop into that in the next episode which we continue through the design assist process uh and hit in the process yeah part
1: absolutely Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate you joining us today. Please uh, subscribe, share this with your colleague, and we'll catch you next time here on the Edify Studios podcast. Peace. See you. Thanks for
0: listening to the Edify Studios podcast with hosts Brad Glauser and Brad Walker. To learn more about Edify Studios, visit www.edify-studios.com. That's www.edify-studios.com.